This is episode number 638 with world champion MMA fighter Michael Chandler. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. George Bernard Shaw said, Some men see things as they are and say, Why? I dream of things that never were and say, Why not? I love this short interview that we have with Michael today because he really talks about something that I think so many of us can relate to, which is, Why should I be able to achieve what I want? Why should I be able to get that job, the career? Why should I be able to have that dream relationship? Why should I be one of the best at what I want to do? Why should I be able to achieve something so great and something so ridiculous sounding? Why me? And am I good enough to make it happen? Do I have the gifts? Do I have the tools? Do I have the skill set? Am I smart enough? Am I fast enough? Am I big enough, strong enough? Whatever it may be. Am I talented enough? Why should I be able to be world-class at anything I want to do? Why should I be able to make the money I want to make? Why should I? And we're going to talk about that because Michael had that question his entire childhood. Growing up, he wasn't sure he was destined for great things. He didn't think he could be a world-class champion athlete. He didn't know that these things were possible. He thought that he was destined to live an average, mediocre style living based on his upbringing. And it took a shift in the way he thought. It took a certain moment where he realized when he started to look at things differently, when he started to believe in himself differently and see that his gifts were able to perform great things in the world, that he was able to be world-class and he did deserve to win and achieve what he wanted. That's when things started to shift. And for those that don't know, Michael Chandler is an American mixed martial artist fighter in the lightweight division. He's currently under contract with the Bellator MMA, where he is a former two-time Bellator lightweight champion and world champion. And he was a walk-on at the University of Missouri for wrestling, ended up making his mark by being a four-time NCAA qualifier, collected 100 career wins, and also earned Division I NCAA All-American honors from being a walk-on to being an All-American. And immediately after his wrestling career was over, he began training MMA, and throughout his professional career, he won his first victory, then won 12 consecutive wins after that, again becoming the lightweight tournament champion for Season 4 with Bellator. And the title fight was nominated by many as the fight of the year. So again, Michael grew up thinking that his life was going to be average, because that was his surroundings, that was his belief system. Then things shifted, and his entire life has changed with a little shift in his belief. And we're going to dive into some of these things, specifically how to shift your mindset from mediocre to champion level. Also, why your self-image is so important. And so many think that you shouldn't have an ego or a self-image, and we're going to talk about exactly what that means. Also, his pre-fight mental routine, and also in between rounds, exactly what he thinks about before he's going back out there 
to fight against someone that wants to destroy him. Also, how to come back mentally after multiple, multiple losses in a row. When you think that maybe I'm not good enough anymore, how do you come back and get back to the top? That and so much more. This is a powerful episode. Again, make sure to share it out with your friends. If you want to support your friends and elevate your friends' mindset and beliefs and positivity and their growth towards achieving what they want in their lives, then send them this episode. It's going to really support them. Again, lewishouse.com slash 638. Take a screenshot of this. Tag me at Lewis Howes on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and tag Mike Chandler MMA as well. Before we dive in, Michael Stallsmith left us a review who is the fan of the week over on iTunes and says, I've been on the School of Greatness train for well over a year and a half now, and it has helped me change my life in so many ways. Not until I had to face some low moments of my own did I truly realize the lessons I'd been learning and the powerful mindset I'd been creating thanks in part to this podcast. And since then, the School of Greatness podcast has only magnified in its impact on my life. Thank you, Lewis, for continuing to bring on such a diverse group of guests. It can be easy to listen to and read the same content every day that we're the most comfortable with, but you pushing the boundaries is making all of your listeners better people. So Michael Stallsmith, thank you so much for leaving your review. You are the fan of the week. And if you guys haven't left a review yet, go ahead over there right now. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on the computer and leave us a review at the School of Greatness. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off take your business further with a smart and flexible american express business gold card you can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit u.s restaurants and gas stations that's the powerful backing of american express Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more 
weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, guys, this is all about elevating your mind, helping you get to the next level in your life, overcoming obstacles that come your way. So without further ado, let me introduce to you the one and only Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler's in the house. Good to see you, man. How you doing, brother? Yeah, man. I am wonderful. Man. We made this happen last minute. We were just <laughs> yeah. DMing each other, and you're in town, yeah. um, and we got to leave in 30 minutes. So, yeah. tell me about uh, your your fighter, MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. How did you get into that? First off, I actually I wrestled in high school, college, um, and then actually two guys that are doing very well in MMA. Tyron Woodley was the UFC welterweight champion. Ben Askren, who's undefeated, just retired, but. He was a champion in multiple organizations. Both of those guys were like my big brothers who used to beat up on me. And then uh, they started fighting, and I figured I'd give it a chance. I fought my first fight three months after I graduated in 2009. In college? Co- in college, and haven't, haven't looked back since. Where'd so, you go to school? Mizzou. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wrestled at Mizzou. It's like a legendary wrestling school, too, yeah. right? Yeah, doing well. I mean, uh, we're always in the top 10 now in these last yeah. almost decades. It's like Iowa, yeah. Mizzou, right? Ohio State. There's got a guy at Ohio State that's like the world champion. Yeah, Kyle Snyder. Penn State's been... I met that guy. He's a Kyle Snyder? so strong, yeah, man. man. They're, 
He's a he's a machine. Yeah, and the the sport of wrestling is really starting to evolve. Where I mean, guys are coming at coming into college at young ages and just and, and doing really really well. You know, I mean, guys are starting. That's why I just opened up my gym. We were talking earlier. Like, I want to build a wrestling club where kids can start wrestling at five and really be poured into and get high high level coaching. So by the time they get into high school, they're already well advanced. By the time they get into college, they're a hundred percent prepared and ready for that high level competition. Because I didn't really get that opportunity really. I didn't see my first college wrestling match till I was about to go into college, you know? And, and you just want to start kids younger, the ones that the ones that really have the hunger, really have the so drive. you get the technique down early, because mm-hmm. if you just go on with the athleticism, you're not gonna be able to develop at the highest level. Because mm-hmm. I might be stronger than some people, but you could probably pin me, mm-hmm. even though I'm 100 pounds more than you or something, yeah. right? It's like, because yeah, you I mean, have the technique and all the angles yeah. and everything. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing about wrestling, it's technique, it's leverage, it's positioning. I mean, it doesn't matter if you win the position by a quarter of an inch or a you quarter of a mile. You, you win. win. You win it, you know? Um, and then each each wrestling match isn't a, it's a series of positions that you have to win. You know, when when the majority of the positions wrestle out of those positions, you win you the know, match. You win the match. So. And so, what made you? When did you first realize I wanted to go? You wanted to be a professional. I think uh, I just got done, and man, my buddy Tyron Woodley was like, you know, you should you should really give this a shot. And I I went up to I actually went up to Canada with Ben Askren and, and trained with him um, and another guy and. You know, got my butt kicked, and I was like, but I was like, you I wasn't, I wasn't half bad. Yeah, I was, I was like decently athletic and putting, putting the combinations together, and and started having a little bit of success, and then had my first fight, like I said, and won by TKO in the first round, and then really, I was like, you were, in, you got and the then bug. Second, and then third, and then fourth, and then ended up becoming world champion like 16 months into my career, ranked in the top three in the world, and then went all the way up, and then lost three fights in a row, and then came back, and then now I've won six out of my last six out of my last seven. And it's just like crazy emo- emotional roller coaster and managing those emotions and coming back from losses and then continuing to try to believe in yourself after you've lost mm-hmm. and trying to stick to the process and stick through the course you know yeah. and it's a it's been a, a roller coaster ride but it's it's an enjoyable career sure. making making a good life for myself and my that's family, good man so. what was the uh, world championship in um 155 Be- bellator lightweight so oh, a guy, it's like ufc bellator what's yeah. another is other main two yeah those are the main two same sport same rules Different organizations. Same cage. Same same cage. I mean, the UFC fights in an octagon-shaped cage. Bellator fights in a boxing cir- ring, cir- circular-shaped cage. Okay. So they're still cages. Um, but but yeah, the same got, rules of same rules. Yeah, it's the unified rules of mixed martial arts. Same thing as like if there was two different football leagues, they still play under the same same rules. rules. Yeah, maybe there's one or two different rules. Mm-hmm. Like the Canadian league's got a couple different rules or whatever. Yeah, but ours are ours are ours are governed by boxing. Commission, so got it. it's not even about the organization. So that's it's the same. The commission that governs each. So, oh, so the same it. rules. So why go to uh, Bellator, not UFC? It's it's all it's it's just like being under contract. I years ago I saw a better path when I was younger and wanted to get my career started. I thought Bellator was a great opportunity. They back then they used to do tournaments where we would fight an eight man tournament, three fights in like three blood months. sport. Yeah, three wow. fights in three months. So I fought like. March, April, and May of 2010, okay. you know, or 2011 it was. And then if you did that, you won $100,000 and you won, and you got an opportunity to fight for the world title. Mm. So I won the tournament, got to, fu- got to fight for the world title. So I saw- I won the world title. Yeah, so I saw that path and I said, that's an easier path or a better path to get great exposure and fight a really top, top-ranked guy in the world. Than just hoping that the league will say, we're going to match you with yeah. a, world, a world title fight. Yeah, which, which is takes UFC. years. Yeah, which takes years. And you've or, got to have the right Strike hype. Force. And, oh, Strike Strikeforce was, was a different organization back then. 
and you just you get thrown into the mix and it's like you got to build and build and build and build whereas this was like three fights three months get the world title shot you win and you keep going yeah yeah. that's it so you're in control of your destiny Mm -hmm. as opposed to hoping someone else likes you yeah pretty much yeah i mean and and even more these days it's it's so much of an entertainment sport now now it's like the, the fans speak and the promoters speak of like who who's the most entertaining guy who's got the best trash talk who's who looks the coolest or the funniest or the most intriguing or who's going to sell pay-per-views who's going to get eyeballs and butts and seats you know so but you don't have to worry about that in your league in bellator right? um you do i mean you still you're still you know you want to build, build your brand you want to continue yeah. to build the brand man i mean you're a master at like we you, you always think about the brand and you always think about making that big impact you know i mean that's all what it's always been for me which is always the tough part because you know, UFC is the bigger organization, bigger platform, but Bellator takes really good care of myself. And we have a son now that we just adopted six months ago. So now I'm starting to think like a father and not just like a, not just like an athlete, you know? So I've always thought about building my brand. I always thought about building my following, building my, my platform. Cause with that plat- platform comes impact. And with the impact, you just move people and you do what you were called to do. What, like what I really feel like I was put on this earth to do. And that's to motivate people through the gifts that I've been given, you know? And mm. What's your gifts? Man, I just, I mean, well, the gifts athletically, I mean, to be able to do what I do as, as an athlete, as, as a guy who fights in a cage for a living and a lot of people watch, you know? Um, but even just to be, to be pumped up, inspired, excited about life. I mean, really waking up every morning, realizing that I've been, I've been, I've been given some really great gifts and to not give myself, or not to give the best of myself every single day is to sacrifice those gifts, you know? And I think people, people that resonates with people. I think people in my sport, it's embarrassing. I mean, I've, I've been knocked out on in front of a million people, you know, on TV. Like it's embarrassing and people see you down in the dumps and they see you pick yourself back up and dust yourself off and come back from ranked 100 in the world back to like the top 10 again, you know? And it's those kind of triumphant, those kind of triumphant kind of comebacks that really get people motivated and, and move people, you know? And someday, Someday I'm to the point now where I'm 32, just turned 32. I know I got many years left of fighting, not many, but probably five years of fighting left. And there's going to come a time where I'm going to be in the back in some arena somewhere. I'm going to take my gloves off for the last time. I'm going to be in some arena showering off and I got to look at, look at myself in the mirror when I'm about ready to go to my last press conference and say, Michael, did you give everything that you possibly could with the gifts that you were given? And I just hope when that time comes that I can, I can answer truthfully and without regret. You know, So it's like every single day is... What can I do today to get a little bit better? What can I do today, not just physically, but mentally? You know, what can I do? And, and this podcast right here that we're talking about, your books, like to be able to just, in 2018, there's so much more available at our fingertips than there was a generation before us to be able to stay built up, build ourselves up, and, and just listen to stories of people, listen to what they bring, your gifts, the next guy's gifts, the next guy's gifts, and then just kind of take it all and just learn, learn through it all, and learn, learn all about it, and become a better person, better man. Yeah. What's uh, the lesson you learned when you were a world champion and you won that title? Was there something you did differently from two years previous or three years previous, or was it just applying the same things over and over until that opportunity came? I think it was just applying. I mean, I've I've always lived my life by the principle that if I work hard and I surround myself with the best people possible, that good things are going to happen. You know, and I've always done that. I always. I was the guy who walked onto the Mizzou wrestling team. I was the, you know, the worst guy in the, was the worst guy on the team. I was the only guy who wasn't really a state champion. Coach didn't talk to me for the first year. Yeah. You know, you just feel like an outcast, and you're like, does he even notice me? Should I just go ahead and pack my bags? But I just kept working and kept working. Um, 
you know, and then eventually I won the starting spot, started beating all these state champions, and then became a four-time starter and an All-American. But so it showed me that if I worked hard, get great things were happen would happen. And that and my parents showed me that. My dad was a carpenter, my mom was a secretary, and worked at a restaurant. They both worked two and three jobs to make sure myself and my brothers had every opportunity to do something great. Um, but what I wasn't taught was that. Michael, you deserve great things. You deserve to be a champion. You don't deserve to just be mediocre. I think so many so many people in life, through no fault of their own, have a bar set for themselves, a glass ceiling set for themselves that they don't even know is there until they 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 just keep hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. And, and hopefully they have a breakthrough like I did. I finally realized, man, why I do everything right. I I do the right things, I work hard, I'm the first guy in the practice room, I tell everybody I wanna be a national champion, I tell everybody I wanna be a world champion, but when it comes down to it, I somehow find a way to lose because I don't truly believe that I was put on this earth to be that big of a winner, you know? Because you were taught that, right? Yeah, I think I was just taught, I grew up in, in in a very mediocre setting, not mediocre, but just- Limited not, mindset. Yeah, yeah, just limited mindset, Not. That outside world, you know, the the LAs and the Hollywoods and the New Yorks and the the rich get richer and the poor get poorer and like the you know the money might money isn't isn't necessarily a great thing and like you know all this like this this small limited mindset of that now I just have that abundancy mindset where I there is no limit to what I what I can am capable of and it's and it really is through the extreme through the taking extreme ownership of literally every single day seeking out people to admire. Like listening to the words that you speak, listening to the the other podcast or the other sermon or the other pastor, the other motivational speaker, and realizing that if I can see that, then I can become some of that. Maybe I won't get, you know, maybe I won't be the greatest motivational speaker of all time or the greatest athlete of all time, but I can shoot for it and end up somewhere a lot further along than I would have normally been, you know. Right. And I think who who taught you that you could be anything you want, that you could become a world champion? I mean, I think it was. When a did you believe it for the first time? I finally did, honestly. Even though I even though I had won the world title, I won it all through just hard work and like stick to itness and like an indomitable spirit. But it actually took three losses in a row. I lost three losses in a row and 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 lost or three fights in a row. Six hundred and eighty-eight days I went without winning a fight. After the world championship? After that world championship. After the world championship, I, I won two more fights. And then I lost 600, 688 days. I lost three fights. Two years almost? Two years almost. And that's a long time. I mean, you think like, you know, you think about your, your career. Like if you had a game, you lost a game, you're down in the dumps. But then next week, yeah. you, can, you can redeem yourself. And, and fighting, it's tough because sometimes a six months goes by, eight months goes by. And that's a lot of days. That's 180 of days of, hey, remember that time you got knocked out on national Maybe television? I'm not good enough. Yeah. Maybe I'm. Yeah. And, and I think we, we focus so much on trying to be perfect when really we just need to be successful. You know? Like. Every single practice now became another opportunity to be perfect or be a loser. And each day I kept reminding myself through every punch that got landed or every takedown that I couldn't get or every practice where I wasn't exactly perfect that I was a loser. Hey, Michael, you're not as good as you thought you were. You know, it, it just, it, it really keeps continuing to build upon itself until you realize you need to stop being perfect and just try to be successful And that even if you failed, that failure was an event. It's not who you are. It's not a person, you know? And I think that has really resonated with me. That has really built, kind of built this, it's not bulletproof, you know, but this this armor that we have around us and that armor has chinks in it. We all have our own insecurities, our own fears, our, our own limited beliefs and our own limited mindsets. And I have thousands of them, but 
the more I can just pile positivity on it and more more armor, adding more armor and even more, you know, you know, seeing those those commercials with the flex seal where he like yeah, cuts the boat in half. You're like, we we are imperfect humans with these fears and these doubts and these these cracks in in what you see. Even though I look like the most confident, those things still come up and you just gotta throw a little patch on there, throw a little patch. And you do that by one chapter in a book or one video or one one minute or five minutes of visualization and seeing yourself winning, seeing yourself being wildly successful and being okay with that. Because there was a time when I would close my eyes and I would think about myself being rich and famous and wealthy and making a ton of impact and people looking at me like a huge leader and that would make me feel weird because I don't want those people to think that I'm better than them. I don't, you know? So we have this like cognitive dissonance of, of I think, our, our true belief in ourself not lining up with the reality, you know, of, of what's going on. So yeah. I would always somehow find a way to dummy myself back down to less than mm. I actually am, yeah, you know? Yeah, I hear you. To not feel like you're better than everyone else, yeah. Yeah, and that's, yeah. And that's tough because I was always taught that. I mean, and I came from a, a background where it's like, oh, those are those kind of people and these are these kind of people and, you know, and you never want to make people feel insecure around you, like the old the quote, you know, the Nelson Mandela quote, you know. Um, so, well, I think it's not about making people insecure; it's in showing them what's possible for their own lives yeah. by you setting the example. Say, hey, if I can do this, then you can do this too. Yeah. And it's being a symbol of inspiration. That's what really moves people. Not when we say, hey, I'm better than you. Look what I've done. But yeah. look at how I've created the hard work I've taken. And here's a process you, you can take as well for your own dream. And what would you say is the thing that all world-class or all world championship fighters have in common? About the way they think or the way they train, what are the things they have in common? I think it's, the, I mean, the, the most, your most prized possession aside from, like from my most prized possession aside from, from my faith and my wife and my son is, is my self-image. And, and I never used to think about a self-image because I, I never inwardly reflected. I never thought about me. I was always thinking about, okay, this practice, what can I do in this practice? What can I do in this sector of my life? What can I do for this person? The way that I look at myself and when I look into the mirror, instead of just seeing this guy who, you know, has failed a thousand times or grew, you know, had a kind of a mediocre mindset, I look at myself like, like a champion. I look at myself like someone who can really do some really ridiculously great things. And, and I also take time to pat myself on the back when I do have successes and I do have victories. You know, I think we all get caught up in this, in this somewhat no man's land of, well, I won that match or I won that fight or I got that business deal or I got that book deal, but I was supposed to do that because that was my goal for myself. Now on to the next one, you know, and you ever, you ever hear of Sean Atcher? Yes, the positive psychology, and he talks about talks about success. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this: assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek new Stealth Pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies 
like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. This is, is not a prerequisite to happiness because once we set that bar, now we're not gonna be happy because now we just set the bar a little bit higher, you know? So if we can be happy with ourselves, if we can be inwardly happy with who we are and look at ourselves like something something way more, way more than we actually are, you know, kind of fake it till you make it type of scenario, it's, there's a, some sort of truth to that. And as long as you continue to be a, a hardworking, good person, you know, it's yeah. like a positive self-image. In sports psychology growing up, it was, for me, it was like the alter ego. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine my alter ego in the mirror. Or yeah. when I'd step on the field, I stepped into Jerry Rice mm -hmm. or whatever the alter ego was at that time for me. And I just put myself in that embodiment of who I wanted to be. Yeah. Whether it was another person or the greatest version of myself, I just said, this is what I'm going to become. I'm gonna act as if I am that today. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna play like that, I'm gonna practice like that, I'm gonna compete like that. It sounds like that's similar to what you're doing. It's yeah. just like and, and looking yourself in the mirror, just imagining your greatest self. Yeah, and even and even just looking at those people like they aren't any better than you. Looking at Jerry Rice, like he literally put he put his pads on, he put his cleats on the same way you did, you know? Instead of just putting it out like this, he's some alien or some some rock star, superstar. 
he's just a normal guy with a heartbeat and a soul and insecurities and fears. And I think the and it comes with so much maturity. I mean, I I think like this because I've had so many years to think about and mull it over and fail and then triumph and then fail and then triumph and you know um, and just looking at it and almost kind of just making it not such a big deal. I used to put so much pressure on myself and make this sport so much bigger than it actually yeah. is when really. We're all just trying to wing it. We're all just trying to yeah. figure it out. You know, work hard, be a good person, surround yourself with the right people, and good things will happen. But ultimately, most of all, just continue to believe that you deserve great things. Not that you're better than anybody else, but you do deserve probably more than you think you do. What happens when we start to believe that? Man, you things just become easier, I think. You know, things become easier because you're you're constantly not putting limits on yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you start to see little successes and then you pat yourself on the back for having that success because now you are you are having the self-awareness to, to say A plus B equals C. It's black and white. If I continue to believe in myself, this practice, good things happen. This business, this business deal went through because I had the confidence to, to see it through, you know? Yeah. Um, and things just like life just opens up and it becomes so much more colorful and so much more vibrant because now instead of looking at yourself with that kind of small-mindedness, putting that ceiling right above yourself. You just see you see it nothing but blue sky, and the sky's the limit, you know? And it really is crazy, and there's it's never a, it's a constant battle. Like I said, I mean, I might, you might try to put this bulletproof armor on yourself, but you're a human being, yeah. and you have, you have your fears and your doubts and your insecurities. They're always gonna be there. It's mm-hmm. constant, it's going to be there. What's, what, what, sorry, go ahead. No, but you just gotta have to, have to get used to it. Yeah, know? yeah. What would you say is your greatest gift in your sport and the thing that you need to work on the most? My greatest gift is, I, I mean, I think I really am, my wife would hate to hear me say it, so <laughs> like, I really am not afraid for bad things to happen to me inside the cage. I, I feel like God put God pushed me, put led me into this sport, so I can't be fearful of what might happen. I could get knocked out, I could have brain trauma, I could have a broken leg, whatever. I mean, some bad things can happen. It's a crazy violent sport. But with that risk comes the huge reward of the huge impact that I can make, you know? So I think my greatest gift is the fact that I'm not afraid to work circles around anybody in the entire world. I'm not afraid to just get way outside of my comfort zone and with complete disregard to bad things that may happen to me. Um, and I think still to this day, my biggest, my biggest weakness is trying to be perfect. You know, I mean, I think I, think I, 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 think I work hard, so I, I, I overanalyze the little bitty the little bitty shortcomings. Everything. You know, I could win uh, a round is five minutes. So maybe I'm sparring, me and you are sparring, and I win four minutes and 53 seconds of that round, but you beat me for seven seconds. All of a sudden, I feel like I, all I focus on is the three seconds that I lost when really there was four or four minutes and 53 yeah. seconds that I was just dominating. And it goes back to that, try not to be perfect, just try to be successful. This is such a marathon. We, we try to act like it's a sprint, but it's such a marathon. And here I am, almost 10 years into the sport, the best I've ever been with a career that I'm proud of. And it doesn't matter that I've had those losses and I've had those shortcomings and I had those people write me off and those people you know, say mean things and try to tear me down and say I wasn't as good as I thought I was. Now they have to eat crow because I'm continuing to build and continuing to do, to do great things in the sport. You know. Yeah. Walk me through, final couple questions, walk me through uh, what you say to yourself on a fight day or either in the morning or leading up to the fight a couple hours before when you're in the locker room, getting onto the mat. What do you say to yourself leading up to it? And then in between each round, what do you say to yourself? I think 
I'm, that's actually, I'm glad you asked that because honestly, the biggest thing that I changed too once I started to have kind of a mind shift, mindset shift is I really started talking to myself instead of listening to myself. Mm. Talk to yourself because the more you're talking to yourself, the less you can hear yourself. If, if, I just, if you just sit there and I'm about to step into a cage in front of millions of people, stand across the cage with a man who wants to rip my face off, <laughs> you know? I mean, if you just sit there in silence and you start listen to listen, yourself, you, you listen, are you doubting. Start to, you, start to hear, you start to hear things that aren't even... They're not even rational. I mean, they're not, you know, there's no way that you're going to, in my mind, I was like, there's no way I'm going to lose this guy. But if I sit there in silence, I'll sit there and even this last fight, just in this last fight, I was sitting there, I was waiting to warm up. They're like, oh, let's wait a second. We got a little bit of time. And I was just sitting there silently. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, I'm like Evan, get up. Let's go hit some, I wanted, needed to hit some pads because I wanted to stop the silence, like stop the voices, you know? So I find myself, if I talk to myself, Michael, you deserve to be a champion. Michael, you're the hardest worker in the entire world. You're the best lightweight in the entire world. You were, you were made in the image of an almighty God who deserves to go out there and do amazing things in front of millions of people and have people inspired and motivated and pumped up to see you triumph, you know? like. As I'm talking for 10 seconds straight, there is no negativity that can pop into my mind because you're human. That's what happens, you know. Um, and then between rounds, really, I'm just, I really just want to center myself. I want to grab a couple nice, big, deep breaths because I just got done fighting for five minutes and I want to listen to my coaches, have them inject like Feedback. small little yeah. techniques. And then there's about 10 seconds where you're standing there, you're looking at each other, the ref's about to say, okay, round two, fight. And in, in that time, I, I give myself a couple little nuggets too, you know? Like what? Talking, like I deserve to be here. Continue, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, kind of just like, yeah, same thing. You deserve to be a champion. This guy has no idea what's up. You know, give, <laughs> give, me, give me the old wink, like, you ready to do this thing, you know? Make it, you know, and just be present in the moment and just be be in the cage and be excited to be competing, you know? There's so, what I realized too is there's so many, there's, I'm I'm in a, a small pool of 0.000001% of the population that, and so many people out there wish they could have the opportunity that I have, you know? So for me to to not take advantage of these opportunities and for me to take this this life and this gift that I for granted is just it's robbery. You know, it's robbery from the from the gifts that I've been given. Mm. Um, I think we got a few minutes left. Yeah. yeah. A couple minutes. Yeah. Um, it's called the three truths. Oh boy. I think you've heard this maybe. Yeah. Uh, so if this was your last day many years from now and you could only share three truths with the world and you had to take everything else that you created with you mm-hmm. on your last day on this earth but three things remained that you could share with the world what would be your three truths um three things yes three lessons I mean, or truths three, i mean i think i think we've covered a couple of them, but but to like bring bring it back i mean at the end of the day somebody has to be the best like why shouldn't it be you if you work hard if you can truly say that you work hard and you try to be a good person and a man or woman of character, of good reputation, of, of someone who really is trying, that why shouldn't you deserve to be the best? Why shouldn't you see that goal, visualize it, and then take it? Because somebody else is going to if you don't. And so many times in life, people you know, get things that they don't necessarily deserve. But if you deserve it, why shouldn't you take it? Don't let your own limiting, limited mindset rob you of that, of that opportunity. Um, I'd say the other thing I have really meditated on over the last couple of years is Zig Ziglar said it best. He said, failure is an event, not a person. Every single person that you look up to, your favorite person in the entire world is a failure, has been at one point or another a failure, right? But that was an event that, that happened to them. And because of that, it made them a better person, you know? So failure is an event, not a person. Every single person that we've looked up to has gone from failure 
to the next failure to finally triumph, you know? And I think that's something that rings true to me because I had those failures and I've failed so many times, but that doesn't mean I'm a failure. I'm actually a champion who has had some failures in his past. Um, and the last one, um, I think there's just, there's no, there's no, there's nothing more important in this entire world than your self-image. And it's, it's yours and yours alone. She can tell me that I'm great. He can tell me I'm great. Everybody around me can tell I'm great. But until, when, it, when it's just you and yourself and you, and you are there by yourself, you have to truly believe that you were put on this earth for awesome things, for, for great triumphs, for awesome opportunities, to take those opportunities and just do amazing things. And there is no limit to what you can do. I mean, I think we, we constantly see the negative or we constantly hear the negative or we constantly, constantly are making excuses of why we can't achieve things. But those are all just, you know, like they say, fear is a liar. It really is. Every, every single thing that you are fearful of um, is so many times just a, a fallacy, you know. And um, every single thing that you've ever wanted to achieve and the greatest version of yourself is right out there, right out there waiting for you on the outside of your comfort zone. We all get in, these little, in this little bubble, this little yeah. box yeah. that we put ourselves in. But that's not where real growth is. That's not where the rubber meets the road. The rubber meets the road outside of your comfort zone to be able to go out there and do great things and just challenge yourself and just surround yourself with the best people you possibly can. And through that, continuing to look at yourself like a champion in life, not just not in sports, not in business, not in everything, just a champion in life to really be put on a platform to just inspire these mm. people. Yeah, that's great, man. Um, where can we connect with you online? Um, I'm very active on social medias at Mike Chandler MMA. Uh, my Instagram is my my main source because I like to do like videos and yeah. tons of kind of inspirational stuff, workout stuff, MMA stuff, wrestling stuff, all kinds of stuff. Mike Chandler MMA. Mike Chandler. Twitter, MMA. Instagram. Same thing. At Mike Chandler MMA. I have a Facebook fan page. Um, and where can we watch you fight? Um, I fight on the Paramount Network and CMT currently. So that's the Bellator. That's Bellator. where the yeah. That's where Bellator mm -hmm. is viewed. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. When's yeah. the next fight? I don't have anything scheduled. I just fought um, a couple weeks ago, so I'm healing up and. Hanging out, getting my gym, get my gym going, um, trying to get all those classes up and running, and get all the programs going, so we can hopefully inspire some people, change some lives. Awesome, man. Well, yeah. I, want to, I want to acknowledge you for shifting your belief and your mindset, because it sounds like growing up you didn't have that championship mentality, mm -hmm. and then you learned how to develop it, mm -hmm. and that that's fascinating for me because it's something we can all learn. Yeah. And if you were able to develop it, coming from humble beginnings where you didn't think it was possible, to saying you know what, it is possible. And that self-image, which I think is really key for people, is developing that self-image and being an example of what's possible for other people. So I acknowledge you for, for everything, Thank man, you. for all that you've done, for, for sure. getting to the top of your sport, losing and sticking it out to, to continue to rise back up. Mm -hmm. um, final question, what's your definition of greatness? Impact, just impacting people. I mean, I think we can all be great athletically, business, wealth, fame, all that kind of stuff, but how many people did you, how many hearts did you touch? You know, how many people said because of that man and that circumstance, because of that happening, it made my day better. It made me want to believe in myself more. It made me want to do great things because I saw him, whether he won, whether he lost, I admire that. And I think that's greatness. That's, that's, that's greatness to me. Oh man. Thank you, brother. Thank Appreciate, you. It, man. Appreciate it, man. There you have it, my friends. If you have enjoyed this, the mindset of a world-class champion and how to really believe in yourself and create a more positive self-image, 
every single day when we create this self image it's hard to be stopped it's hard to be knocked over because we realize that failure is not about us it's just an event that happened and it doesn't affect our self image so make sure to work on that practice that when you get up in the morning really talk to yourself in a positive way look yourself in the mirror in a positive way it's more than just positive self-talk it's positive self image and when you see the difference i can say things to myself constantly but if i don't believe in them and if i don't see myself as those things through hard work consistency dedication following through on the things i say i'm going to do and delivering results then it's hard to believe in that self-image. So again, if you enjoyed this, make sure to share with a friend. Help your friends by spreading positivity. And the link for this is lewishouse.com slash 638. Connect with me on Instagram. Take a screenshot of this. Tag me over there. I try to reply to as many people as possible. Connect with Michael Chandler MMA as well over on Instagram and let him know what you thought about this. Very powerful stuff, guys, and I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know if you did, and we're always having the conversation over on social media as well. Again, don't ask yourself why. Ask yourself, why not me? Why not now? What can I do to improve my life, to improve my skill set, to improve my mindset, to improve my relationships, health, finances, to get to that next level? We're all in this together, and we're all looking to grow and impact and find meaning and fulfillment. And we can't do that when we're talking negatively about ourselves. We can't do something great when you don't see yourself in a positive light and you don't believe that you are supposed to be here. You're meant to be here. Whether you think it was an accident because your parents had an accident and you were here, whether you think that you weren't supposed to stay alive after there was almost a near-death accident that happened, whether you think you weren't supposed to make it through a certain situation, whether you're not sure why you're here, there's a reason you're here and you must believe in it. You must believe in their, the greater vision for your life. Whether you think it was an accident, it's planned, whether you had everything in the world or you had nothing in the world, you're here for a reason and you're listening to this right now. You continue to listen to this right now because you know you want more in your life. You've got to continue to follow through. Simple steps leads to big results. Simple steps every single day will lead to big, powerful results. I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this. Make sure to share with a friend. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.